1: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Knockout takes. Elmubia saves. Knockout of in. Elmubia saves again. And now Wampen on the counter-attack. Forestieri. I don't believe this. Do not believe
1: what I've just
2: seen. Trindian
0: score from a Leicester
1: penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Eyes, 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 eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do
0: Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Cole, and I'm Peter.
1: And joining us for the opposition view, Dave from Wizards of Drivel. Hello, how are you?
3: I'm very well, lads. How are you? Oh, good here. Yeah.
4: yeah, we're very good, thank you very much. We haven't conceded the goal yet this season, so no. you know, so
0: far so good. Must be yeah.
3: nice. Well,
4: well <laughs> yeah, we're just refusing to accept that the uh, the, the league cup is ever a thing because yeah. it kind of comes and goes for us. We kind of find a a lower league table team and then we lose to them, so that's just gone. But yes, we haven't. Uh, we have. We're, in, we're currently in third with one win and a draw that. You know, I think it was a good performance, but we thought that we, could have, we, should have, we should have gotten the better of it. But there we go. Tell us, how are things at Stoke through the, through the, through the close season into the start? Obviously, we saw your last result on Saturday. Tell us how things are currently.
3: I would say we're in a lovely spot right now, which I'd call the deluded optimism phase. And because uh, what we've done over the transfer window is sign a whole new squad. Now, that's a fairly common thing for Stoke in the Championship, to sign a whole bunch of new players. But what we did this time, which was a stroke of genius by Alex Neal, was to sign a load of players we'd never heard of. And that way, we can maintain the excitement of a new season without automatically being ready to slag all the players off as being hopeless and useless um, and with that was followed up by beating Rotherham 4-1 at home on the first ga- uh, first game of the season which was terrific performance um, all the new foreign lads we'd signed who we hadn't heard of they played really well and we like oh this is exciting we beat West Brom in the League Cup Andre Vidigal Portuguese winger scores three in two games we think right definitely Premier League then and then Ipswich turn us over on their patch fairly comfortably and it's like oh maybe it's not quite the championship manager thing where you can just sign 10 new players and everything works automatically. There's a little bit of work still to do. But what happened after the Ipswich game wasn't the complete and utter meltdown that follows every single stoked defeat on social media. It's like, oh, well, you know what? They're a new squad. They need time. So we're still optimistic that we can win the league with 100 points this season.
0: I like it. Is there, is there a roll of the dice? From, from Stoke this season in terms of buying all those new players. There will um, be later. And, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there literally will be. But in, in terms of trying to get back to the Premier League, I, I, and I don't want to dwell on it too much because finances is not my area of expertise. That is the, the, the man up there above me who deals with those those things. But there's a lot of debt that's been cleared at the club. You, you've thrown a load of players and a load of money at it, essentially. It, what's, what's the feeling sort of from yourself on on that side
3: of it? Yeah, so we've got the second richest owner in the league uh, and yet we can't spend that much money due to financial fair play. We spent a lot of money first season down buying likes of James McLean, Tom Ince, Sam Vokes for huge amounts of money and they didn't uh, quite work out. And then every subsequent season we've seemed to be able to have spent a little bit less every single time this season we've managed to actually buy players with proper actual cash for the first time in a while which which is a positive but it we see we seem to be fairly uh, restrained in what we can actually do in order to like legally buy players in the ffp system and so that's why it's a little bit of a roll of the dice we've brought in a new uh, head of recruitment and a new chief scout who've Highlighted these players from abroad, and we've looked at the foreign market and the loan market in a way that we didn't really do uh, under Michael O'Neill, Nathan Jones, Gary Rowett, and so we're we're trying to find the bargains whilst also keeping those kind of you know the championship grafters that Alex Neil likes. So that that's where the kind of optimism is coming from a bit in that we're just we're being a bit more experimental than we have done. Yeah in the previous season.
4: Yeah, you mentioned Vidrigal. I think he cost about half a million. So it's, it's not it's not buying, with, with due respect, it's not buying top tier. You're not investing hugely. But you've no. also got Ryan May, which I think was uh, four million from Ferencvaros Faros in, uh, in Hungary. But also a player, I think, that a lot of championship teams last year were coveting in Ben Pearson for, mm. for one and a half million. I think an awful lot of teams looked at him and went, oh, yeah, he could do a job. How, how's, how's he performing? And tell us a little bit about Vidrigal because uh, as you say, bit of an unknown quantity so far what are your thoughts
3: I think uh, Ben Pearson was one of our standout players of last season now that wasn't saying much at all but when he came in on loan from Bournemouth he pretty Mm -hmm. much just sorted our midfield problems out he was that anchor I think opposition fans called him something that rang Um, (laughs) he's just the classic sort of championship I'm going to Get a yellow card for you, but for the rest of the game, I'm going to pretty much cover every blade of grass. You know what you're going to get with Ben Pearson. It's not going to be incredible skill. It's just going to be, like you said, doing a job, and he does that job very well. Uh, Vidigal is at the opposite end of the footballer spectrum to Pearson. He's, he's like sort of thin, wiry, uh, likes a step over, tricky, jinky winger. I think if he has a good game against you, you will absolutely despise him, because in that first game against Rotherham, he was let's say, going to ground a bit easily, rolling over a little bit when fouled. You know. Gravita- gravitationally
4: um, challenged. We know the likes,
3: yes. Yeah, I think he's very much trying to model himself on another winger who came to England from Portugal, even in a celebration, which is uh, <laughs> a shame, but, you know, he's young.
4: One of the other things that I'm so... Where, where a lot of, I think, the money is not necessarily spent, but it's committed. is in wages. A player that we were linked to, because because uh, we we do a, a quite a good loan in, or quite quite a good line, I should say, in Aston Villa loanees was Wesley Moraes. I think I got that pronounced mm. completely wrong, probably, but never mind. And he's obviously been coming back from injury. He was back. He was in Belgium. I think he was. At the, I think he might have been a Bruges at one point, but he's not. Kind of got into the Villa the area. How much has he played thus far? Because I think the risk with him is probably injuries. What What have you seen of him? Because he was linked with us quite strongly.
3: He's looked all right, to be fair. I mean, Stoke-on-Trent is the natural home of the Brazilian centre-forward. Um, <laughs> but yeah. what what you immediately notice about him when he steps on the pitch is he's an absolute tank of a bloke. He's He's absolutely huge. Played a few minutes against Rotherham, scored against West Brom in the League Cup. Quite a good just turn and shot. He he came on in the Ipswich game after half an hour because things weren't working out. And despite the fact we still lost, I think the general consensus was we looked a lot more effective with him as the focal point of the attack. So there was a bit of caution around Wesley because of his injuries and not an incredible scoring record, let's be totally honest. But I think uh-huh. Alex Neal clearly wants a, a plan B, a big lad to to throw on in. Difficult situations, and I think he is definitely a big lad.
4: It feels odd, doesn't it, talking about a Brazilian forward and saying "big lad" up front, throw the ball up. Yeah, uh, it, it's just something, it's just something culturally wrong it's all a, over that. Stoke have got a history of having some big, some big lads up front. I
0: remember, um, a- was it Akin Fenway you had? A- Akin Akinbaye, Akin that's it. Akin
4: My God, what a beast he was. Yes, he went to he went to Leicester, didn't he? And, and kind of fell fell over there. Uh, one, one last player because I love a player with a decent name because. You know, you just you just think that they, they have that name. They walk into a football club and people must immediately go, Oh, you've got to be good. Are there.
1: we are we talking the level of Joe Gubbins here? This is what we need to know. No, oh no,
4: no, this is this is uh, gonna Joe take Gubbin, some beating. Joe Gubbins, who plays for QBR, is the most mundane name for a footballer ever. This is the opposite end of the spectrum. This is a Mexican restaurant waiting to be launched. <laughs> Do you kid- Chiquinho, I mean, that's got some, that's, there, there's some There's some real pressure carrying that one around. That's like wearing white boots in the 60s or something. You know, you've got to play, surely. How, how is Chiquinho on the opposite side to uh, uh
3: Not seeing much of him, to be honest. Uh, he was the player who was hooked for Wesley in that Ipswich game. And um, obviously, I don't think he's going to be particularly happy about being hooked at uh, half an hour. The player I thought you were going to say for interesting name was uh, Kiana Hoiva, who I think is the footballer whose name sounds most like a Jedi of any footballer <laughs> I've heard of. Um, but yeah, Chiquinho's good. You, you know, you have a dodgy Chiquinho late at night after a few too many, I think.
4: I've, I've been there. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> I want to know about Keyana uh, Hoever because they both came from Wolves, which are obviously mm. kind of proximal to you. You know, not that not that far down the road. Did they did they come as a pair? Did you or are they on loan or yeah, are they we,
3: signed? They're a pair of lonies. So we had Hoever last season, right back, scored four goals from right back, and he's already scored a goal this season as well. So yeah, they're both on loan from Wolves. Hoever can cross, shoot, bomb up and down the pitch, pass really well cannot defend but the the things he can do he does very well he's he's like a championship Trent Alexander-Arnold I guess <laughs>
4: Great reference! Great reference. I'm I'm already I'm already working out how I can put uh, Key Yana Oiva into a into an image with a with a lightsaber before the end of uh, <laughs> before we launch this. I like that very much indeed. So in terms of Alex Neal, when we last spoke at the start of last season, because it was kind of I think it was kind of August September time. It, yeah, it must have been September time because we just fired our manager. We came to you with one of our fresh ones, probably about three or four ago now. But you had just recruited, and in the, in, in what we now describe as an old-fashioned way you've still got him employed obviously we get through these like like carl gets through underpants alex neil he coming from Sunderland. He seemed to be doing all right there. I look at h- how he's done with you, and it seems okay, but it's actually his lowest win percentage of any team he's been at. How a stoke taken to Alex Neal.
3: I think this summer's done a lot for him, to be honest. So he, t- he took over a really strange time. It was with like a day or two to go before the transfer window shut. The Michael O'Neill sacking sort mm. of came out of nowhere. We were like, who are we going to get in? And it's like, there's no way Alex Neal's going to leave Sunderland, who were like on an upward curve, and <laughs> you know, as, as the Sunderland fans all, no doubt love to tell you you know they get 50 they get hundred thousand to every game and the the (laughs) queen herself is a fan you know they're they're the biggest club in the world but i was i was nonetheless still surprised that he decided to leave sunderland and, and come to us then we've got a sort of weird few months of transition where it's not his team he's not had a chance to buy anyone and we just kind of puddle on through we more or less puddled on through the entire season we had an incredible march where we won 5-1 away at Sunderland and their 7 billion supporters or whatever it is Um, and we beat Coventry away 4-0 we played Middlesbrough off the park we played Blackburn off the park we were like oh we were really cooking and then we fell off for the final few games of the season it was like oh sort of back to square one so I think there is still the excitement about the signings we've made. There's ex- an excitement that we're going to play more attacking football this season with those fancy foreign lads we've signed, and going to try and just be a bit more front foot than we've been under previous managers. Which and he's, he's saying all the right stuff as well. You know, he's, he's he's playing the PR game quite well. He he went to a pub in Stoke on Trent, which makes him a braver man than me. And, very uh, so had it had a chat with the locals about the kind of players he was bringing in and. You know he's he's playing the PR game quite well, but the proof will be in the pudding. Like, there's every chance we finish 16th again, and then it's like, you know, what do you what do you do yeah. there? I think he's like he kind of has to be committed to the project now because he's going to look daft if, if he quits. You know, the same way he quit on Sunderland. But yeah, I'd, I'd cautious seven out of ten. Yeah, okay.
4: And and in terms of the fact that as you mentioned earlier on, you got a new technical director, you got a new scout. Sometimes when those positions are filled, it's with an eye to somebody. Almost, is there any suggestion that there's uh, that, that that they're all working together nicely, or that there may be any kind of fr- friction in there?
3: Yeah. So the the head of recruitment is Alex Neal's own mate and his own appointment. I'm, I lose track of like backroom staff titles, yeah, yeah. but we're, we've hired this American guy called Jared Dublin, who who they all seem to be talking up as like this human football manager database kind of thing and um, like Jonah Hill in Moneyball if you've seen that but we'll, we'll see we'll see how that works out but the the early indications are that the signings we've made have been quite astute.
2: Hi I'm Leah Williamson and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast.
4: I think I think that's that's enough for taking looking at that. I think what we need to do, therefore, is look forward and see what we think about the game coming forward. It's the time where the rubber hits the road. It's the uh, it's the completely rubbish. Do not scratch your eyes prediction league. We've only been into this for, for two games. We only cover league games because everybody knows we're going to lose in the in the league cup. And here is the first showing of the league table um, after two cool. games. It is Carlos is top with uh, with a th- predicting the four nil drubbing that we gave QPR uh, by. way if you haven't seen qpr yet look forward to those dave they're a lot of fun not a a lot of why have i only pressed three points then
1: put that table back up again how have one one got points We haven't had because. a one-one. One. Oh, because there's no, he's making this up, no, he was it was a nil, nil draw. No, it was a draw. It was a nil-nil draw. Yeah, it
4: was a nil-nil draw. Did you know what? So-
1: this is needlessly bloody complicated. <laughs> now this takes longer. <laughs> this takes longer than talking to the fucking guest these days. This bit. This
4: just yeah, no, just, no, 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 no. Justin, you're just still about the your... moaning that we do about yeah. it. it. Well, yeah, yeah that's guess.
1: true. That takes longer than that. Yeah.
4: We had told Dave that this got worse. He didn't quite realise how bad. But wait till you watch this. Carlos said that 1-1 is its own prediction column now because it was so successful last year oh, that, we've, that we've taken it out completely. The EFL through, again, QPR, who, who predicted they were going to lose 3-0, have got a point because they got the right result but not the right scoreline. Artificial stupidity, which is basically random nonsense, has also got a point. But Justin is at the bottom with, uh, with backgammon. JP, <laughs> JP backgammon. So because this yeah. was so bad last year, Dave, uh, one of one of our uh, <laughs> uh, one one of our listeners, uh, John Parslow, decided he was going to get involved with a way of predicting that should hopefully get inanimate objects to beat both Carlos and Justin. Uh, so far, oh, he fantastic. has, as you as you've seen, he's scored no points. He is doing this with the use of backgammon and dice. However, so far, no points. So we've asked him to elevate his game, to go up a few rungs if possible.
2: Game week three, Predictions League. Poor start to the season for the dice, so they need some help to understand the conditions. And as we're going to Stoke, what better than it being the ninth highest league in the uh, in the English league. And it's going to be a cold, breezy day up at the Potteries. There's one I made earlier. Well, the dice are ready. They've got all the conditions understood. It's Stoke. To go first they're playing at home let's go boys for stoke six minus five that's one. Oh, it really is blowing a girl up here can Watford do it stoke one how are Watford going to respond oh one minus one nil could be about right stoke one Watford nil thank you there you go John has predicted
4: through through the use of through the use of a fan I don't know what to say. Really, is everything
3: all right down there? I I don't know.
4: I think I think John's wife is going to be asking him questions. I like the uh, the the
1: little caption you put on there, which won't come across on the recording. It was if you can think of any other dangerous places that John can do this, please let us know.
4: (laughs) Sit on the bonnet of my car while I'm driving and doing it. I think I think John has 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 he's left a loophole open with this, and he's encouraging us. I think to to come up new ways that we can get him to be rolling those dice in it's, more bizarre areas yeah it's
0: very unfair because it's not as windy at stoke anymore they filled one of those corners in so it's mm. actually not
4: not as bad anymore there you go well anyway he has forecast a one nil win for stoke city um artificial stupidity i uh, i pressed the buttons earlier Went watford two stoke city three 2-2 two, two, two going for Stoke at the moment, which is something one all we know has already gone. one all is its own prediction. But we turn to I our guest, Dave of Wizards of game. Dribble. Stupid game indeed. You can't, unfortunately, take one nil to Stoke. You can't take 3-2 to Stoke and you can't take 1-1. One, one. Dave, what are you forecasting?
3: I feel completely a second rate now. I, I, I feel like I need to get, like, a, 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 a toaster and a small donkey to predict the result (laughs) or something just just kind of outdo outdo the dice
4: finally finally the voice of reason donkeys and toasters. next
3: yeah um we haven't got the (laughs) a donkey I'm just I'm just getting o- I'm going over it slightly. So you say one one did very well last season. Did one one win did. last season?
1: No, one 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 was winning right until the fucking end and then the EFL nicked it in the last game of the season. So one one was basically my prediction for most games last year. But hence why Peter's now taken that one out. Uh so I can't because
3: yes. put- I, I was thinking if one one is the way to go, there's a chance that Carlos can shit out from this point on for the rest of the season by just predicting one one himself and then beating. Uh, beat, beat the rest of you. Um right, Stoke. You've got Stoke. the measure you've ball. got the measure of um, this, haven't you? You've definitely got yeah, the measure yeah, he's of done this. Very well, there. Yeah, he's done very well. He's <laughs> worked, worked the shit the uh, shit out
4: spacing in beautifully. Completely got me
3: there. I think I think both teams will score. I think you haven't conceded yet, but I think it's about time. I think it's going to be a fun game for everyone involved. I don't know anything about how statistics work, but I think it's going to be 4-3 to Stoke. Wow, what a game. Looking forward oh, to watching great. that. So seven seven go goals. Wow. Well, it sounds like a stupid prediction, but if it happens, I'll be a goddamn genius. Yeah. That's
4: brilliant nice. r- uh, r- Random You know Kind of artificial stupidity Last week uh, Confirmed That we were going to Lose 5-4 to Plymouth It ended 0-0 None of this is worth A hell of shit We know that <laughs> Carlos What are you going for sir Because uh, Oh no is oh, it, it, it's, 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 just, it's, it's Justin It's Justin It's, just, it's oh,
0: Justin Don't worry Justin I'm looking after oh, you Yeah
1: this thank God that. Someone's Open looking you, out yeah. for me Bloody hell Okay so This is where I have to remember Everyone's picked uh, Well I This is think... the hardest bit It's the oldest bit <laughs> I've actually brought
0: a pen this week,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've written it down, have you?
0: Oh that's, yeah, I've got yeah. That's so cunning. Good. Well, uh,
1: I think if if Backman's going to carry on playing out from the back like that, we are going to concede. We haven't conceded yet, but I think we will concede. Do I think it's? gonna well, I can't do one nil, can I? Let's go two one to Stoke controversially.
4: Hmm. I have to say, no one has yet. No one has yet forecast anything for Watford. Oh, Carlos, score then. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna go. You
1: can shit out this now anyway, yeah. because if you go for a win, could... you get the points. It doesn't matter if we, if if, you, if if we win, and exactly. So I've
0: got to play. I've got to play the room really. So I'm gonna go against. <laughs> I think AI put three two to Stoke, didn't
4: they? It did. It right. did. It did. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go the other way. <laughs> calling it calling it AI is giving it a gravitas that it really doesn't <laughs> yes. deserve. But I like that. That's a good idea. Uh,
0: I'll I'll go the other way. So I'll go Stoke
4: two, Watford three. Blimey! <laughs> so we've got it. We've got. The one thing we will see this week is definitely then points will be allocated for sure because we've basically got lots of lots of Stoke wins, we've got one Watford win, and of course. One one could yet go further ahead of of you, Justin. Just saying, it might happen. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? If oh. I get beaten by an actual prediction this season, I'm going to be very annoyed. If you're beaten by an inanimate object delivered basically rolled by a man up a ladder, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Again, it just sh- I haven't given that the benefit it deserves. What, what, though, have again, I? if you wrong. shine a light on how rubbish this is, <laughs> yes.
1: unfortunately, in the medium that people are enjoying this podcast, I assume they're enjoying it. Hello, listeners, uh, are enjoying this podcast on. They won't. Seen John climbing a ladder to actually roll this dice in his backgammon set. It was it was a delight to see. Look out for that on Twitter. That's yeah. going out on,
4: it's that's the going
3: kind out on Twitter of video, as a tease. But it's the kind of video you see replayed in courts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is actually, yeah. Well,
0: this is how this is how he died.
4: This is his last few moments. Up this ladder, yeah. <laughs> exactly. more, Objection, my lud. my my I was
1: thinking, yeah, no. yes.
4: My uh, lud, be... I would suggest it goes. It goes to give evidence to Mister Parslow's state of mind. Well,
1: yes. I, 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 I just. <laughs> Could you just remind the court what the what the, uh, what the the deceased was doing at the time? Well, yeah, so there's a prediction league <laughs> on a podcast, and 1-1's one, already taken, and AI has a go. It'd be thrown out of court. It'd just be thrown yeah, out. A coroner okay. would go, accidental death. Or, sorry, we don't wish are this you, on um, you, John, obviously.
3: Are you going to the game, Dave? I'm not, uh, because I am moving house on that very day, so okay. um, I've got my excuse in Are you early. moving
0: to Trenton, Posh Park? I uh,
3: No, oh, I'd love to move to Trenton, home of the famous Stoke team of the 1970s. They all live there. The Trenton Monkey Forest. So if yes, if, any are, if any hornets are if any hornets are in town, yes, want to monkey see a forest. It.
0: Yeah, there's a monkey forest. There's a monkey forest. There's a monkey in forest Stoke. in Stoke in Trenton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been there. I used to live down the road from Stoke. I Can, know all the sites. Are these monkeys? They, okay,
1: are they running wild in this forest? Or? They are.
0: They well, they're in a fe- they're in a fenced. It's fenced. You know, hmm. imagine a, a bit like in Jurassic Park where they keep those big fucking. Flappy things inside dinosaurs that and it breaks yeah. out. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, but the flappy dinosaurs, not the not <laughs> pterodactyls, not the pterodactyls. <laughs> we'll we'll I'll get watch, there eventually. Uh, a bit like that, and then you just you walk through and they're just running about the so place. So what? What,
1: um, what primates are in this particular? Is it a mix? Not
3: a, it's not a gorilla.
0: It's not, no, a gorilla, okay, it? no it's no not gorillas. No, okay, no gorillas. But Silverback running out, you? No, no. Tony running... Pulis tried
3: to sign the gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> like, he He did. <laughs>
0: I don't know what breed of monkey they are. Right. Um, yeah. But they're they're only really little, they're only really small.
1: And and this 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 is this is a day out for the entire family, or is it sort of a couple the of whole hours? Family. Or, oh is it? Okay. For the whole family. There yeah. you go. We've given yeah. that yeah. more than yeah. a plug. That we deserve some free tickets for that at the very least now that we've we've Yeah, Trentham
0: Lakes, one. very nice to get on the boat, go around Trentham Lakes.
1: Carl used yeah. to live in Stoke,
3: yeah. by the way, in case you didn't I Stafford.
0: I, I used to oh, live in Stafford. Stafford. Yeah. But I nice. but I was a, I was a steward at Stoke. Dave oh, doesn't sorry. look all that impressed
3: with I might have called I I'm, might have shouted something or <laughs> no,
0: I was in the away end. I, I, oh. I requested the away end. Yeah, I, did, I didn't want to... Because you sing that, that song about the Tom... Whatever the bloody song. Delilah. Delilah? It. Delilah yeah. yeah, it's too loud for me, that end. Good good atmosphere, Stoke. Solid atmosphere.
1: Do you still sing that? Because that's been kicked out of the Wales national thing, isn't it?
0: They still
3: sing it. The, the version <laughs> we sing isn't the same lyrics that are in the Tom Jones version. Right. The The act of murder mentioned in the Tom Jones version becomes a different act between a man and a woman in our it version. It right. does.
1: Right. And as I've always said, you'd rather be fucked than killed, wouldn't you? So that's probably a good thing.
4: Exactly. That's the way to look at it. <laughs> always said that. <laughs> I must have missed that listener survey. Which would you rather be? Yeah, well, you would you would, wouldn't rather,
1: you? Yeah. You'd rather be fucked and killed,
4: of course. you are. It's an old yeah, Jimmy definitely.
1: Jones joke, but it it's, it bears fruit. <laughs> Where were we going with this? This used to be a football I podcast. L-
4: uh, no, 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 no. I'm, j- I'm just I'm just looking forward to this now. I basically got to put a right back into a Jedi outfit and get what was it called? Monkey what? It's a monkey forest. Monkey forest. The monkey, forest. Tr- Tr- the monkey, monkey forest. forest. Yeah, I love this. I-, I looked up earlier on famous people from from Stoke, and uh, needless to say, you get all of these people from Burslem. You know. <laughs> as you'd imagine, mm. in- including Lemmy from Motorhead.
3: Yeah, we sort of half claim the classic rockers. We've got a bit of a slash connection as well. Of course, yes. Yeah, exactly. yeah he's born in um, Stonehenge, isn't he, yeah. I think the only musician who actually was from Stoke and lived in Stoke and like liked Stoke was Robbie Williams. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> we don't talk he, about him, yeah. We don't talk about him because he's part of the other team up the road, isn't
4: he?
1: Mm. He's Port Vale. Yeah. He? Which
4: I, which I, I thought Bale, it was going to yeah. be. I thought it was going to be the most bizarre uh, fact that I discovered was the fact that Anthea Turner has a Stoke City supporting
3: penchant. Oh really? Did you know this, Anthea uh, Turner? Vague knowledge of. Anthea Turner, yeah, to be honest, you are on, you're not on much in terms of, you know, an amazing amount of cele- celebrities who, uh, Nick, 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 support Stoke Nick Stoke Hancock Stoke. was, was the one in the yeah, 90s because yeah. oh, he, he, yeah. he, he didn't shut up about the fact he supported Stoke. We've had him on the <laughs> yeah, podcast. He's a, a lovely, he's a lovely bloke. Lovely um, but he, he kind of made supporting Stoke his personality on telly for a while, he which did. is why everyone knew, yeah, yeah.
1: Dave yeah, Gorman true. is Dave yeah, Gorman yeah. a Stoke fan, or is he not really into football? I think he's a Stoke, Stoke born person no, I don't Asian I don't stepper, they.
3: we do have do you, if you remember Soccer AM sometimes used to get people who didn't have a football team the guests on to get it to pull out of a hat and so we had the two lads from Aha pull. <laughs> And the reason I remember that is that was the Saturday morning of the day we got promoted to the Premier League. So I've, I've considered oh. them like the the some of the some best fans we've ever had because they started supporting <laughs> us and we got promoted the very same day.
4: The very same day. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I love that. I'm sure I saw Sugar Ray Leonard mentioned at yes. some point. This feels very Sylvester Stallone turns up one day wears the shirt goes back again. Is that it yeah, or is yeah. there an actual interest?
3: No, we've got... Um, uh, we, we are guilty as anyone for just handing the nearest famous person a stoke shirt and say hold this please so, so we've done it with sugar ray leonard ricky hatton pele uh, jeremy corbyn jeremy uh, corbyn uh, if, well if you if you're walking past the stadium here you go there's a party, you party, you party i'll tell you what
1: there's a party Pele and Jeremy Corbyn at the same party. That's, that's a hell of a party, that is fantastic.
4: I also, I also love Ricky Hatton because he's the most famous man in the city. Man city yeah. ever.
3: <laughs> I will say something. Oh, Dr. Drake. Dr. Oh, Dr. Oh, Dr. 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 Drake. Sorry. I, well, get my, got... I get my <laughs> rappers wrong. Buster Rhymes. There's a photo of Buster Rhymes in a 1970 Stoke shirt. Oh. Which <laughs> I don't know how he got hold of that because it was like from the 90s, this poem. Like, how has he got hold of that? But yeah, B- Buster Rhymes.
1: Nice. Not Dr. Dre. I was excited nice. for a minute.
3: Less good, less good than Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah, oh. nice.
4: Oh, I love the idea of a rapper turning up into in, in a vintage shirt. You're going, how on earth has that occurred? We um good didn't mate. we get a didn't we get a porn star during the Premier League? Ah,
0: yes,
1: yeah, we did, didn't we? We did, yes. didn't we? We did. And but she I... was
0: filmed. She was filmed gargling a beer, and there was many comments about other things. God, going yeah, on. yeah, you
1: got a good memory. I, yeah,
0: yeah, I do remember that coming. I can't remember her name now because obviously I'm not into uh, pornographic material, but <laughs> I just. I just it just seems to just seems to sit somewhere with me that, that we had a porn star where, similar thing how holding a Watfordshire wearing a Watfordshire drinking beer. Well, yeah. have
1: we not also got might have been a dream. Might have been a dream. Yeah. Have, we, have we also got yeah, yeah. Mila Mila Kunis and and Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, thanks that's, to Chris Stark.
0: That's the Chris Chris, Chris Stark. was on the radio as well. one. Yeah. yeah. Although I haven't Make seen him in any games,
1: so that's probably not not happening. Well, there we go. There we yeah. go. That was almost a sensible. Um, Half an hour's no. worth of material there, but it uh, was always going to run out into something odd, as it does here.
4: Hi, this is
3: Tommy Mooney, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast.
4: Right, well, excellent stuff. Let's wrap up and let Dave go. Yes. <laughs> so he can, get, he can get on with the less surreal part of his evening. Yeah, yeah.
1: packing packing his house up, I think. <laughs> That's what he wants to do, yeah. I think yeah.
4: we've done a lot for the Stoke Tourist
0: Board, though. I, I think, think we, we have. Really they, did, yeah. lot
1: of they need to give us a beer. Um, any nice beers up there? Of course, you have got the, uh, the the Burton Brewery up there. Oh, sorry, yeah, let's not get involved in all of this. The Bass Brewery, Titanic,
3: Titanic Brewery. Oh,
1: Titanic, yeah. is it? Okay, I'm a bit too far away with my uh, cultural oh. references. Presumably, Burton on Trent. We I, too... oh,
4: Hang on, hang what? on, because when I looked for for well known people from the uh, from uh, from Stoke, it said the captain of the
3: Titanic comes from Stoke. Did you know? The guy who managed to sink an unsinkable boat.
0: He was from Stoke.
3: <laughs> we're, we're built different.
0: Well, but he was a Port Vale fan, so it's fine.
1: Can I, can I just point out how far away Stoke is from the nearest coastline? I mean, why are you letting a man who lives in Stoke drive a boat, exactly? It doesn't, it's
0: pretty much, I think it's pretty much one of the firmest points in the UK from the coast. Yeah, I think Tamworth yeah, is yeah, the winner. No, get
1: him on the, the ship. Get him on the ship. It's in his yeah. bones. No, it ain't. He
4: comes from Stoke. <laughs> That and the fact that he'd been driving the boat cake without binning it for at least 20 years, oh, yes. so they went, oh, oh, You nice. know, yeah. it's going to be a bigger job. there, there you, you go. i show right. you
3: in the film him being distracted by his cheese and bacon oats. <laughs> <salt laughs> shortly <laughs> before the iceberg. It's gone cold, Shit. <laughs> so to his crewmates and just saying, No, no, seriously, there is a monkey forest. <laughs> <laughs> This
1: seems like a good place to oh. wrap up. I think. I think this is. Uh, I think it is. Wonderful stuff. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Uh, good luck with the move at the weekend. Um, hope that all goes well for you. Carl will be there. So if uh, anyone listening I wants be to be
0: in the harvester with the double pints that they sell,
1: yeah, but they're not. They're, but they're not selling oatcakes in there, are they? No,
0: they're not. No.
1: No. no. You, get, you big up I'll these oatcakes oat cake on the way up. Oh, Okay, I was going to say you big up these oatcakes and you're in there for a triple stack or whatever it is. You're not. You know. You're
0: not. No, 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 we don't eat in there now.
1: Oh, it's just drinking, is it? I see. Right. It's not
0: the dumb thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Well, good luck, Dave. Uh, obviously, uh, for the rest of the season as well, apart from Saturday and whichever date it is, presumably sometime in the spring that we're playing you again. Uh, we'll catch up then, hopefully, uh, with you in a new location.
3: Thank you very much for coming on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. No worries, lads. Thank you for having me on. This was, this was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we
0: like to hear.